0: In Matthew 6, 9, Jesus says to his disciples, this, then, is how you should pray.
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: In the book of Revelation, the disciple John paints a picture of the kingdom of God to come. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And then I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. With the hope of this promise, we hear the second and third petition of the Lord's Prayer from Matthew 610.
1: Your kingdom come. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the word of God for people of God. Be to God. You may stand. Sit. Thank you for thank you for being here today. Thank you for being with us online. I'm going to start out by telling you a story about three preachers who were having an argument about the correct posture for prayer. Uh, the first of the preachers said, it's in the hands. It's in the hands. You put your hands together. You point your fingers toward God. The second one said, oh, no, 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 no. It's in the knees. You have to put your knees on the, on the ground to, uh, to offer yourselves before God. The third said, no, that's not enough. Only when you were totally face down on the ground is the correct posture. Now, as these preachers were talking about prayer, there was a young man working on the telephones in the background, and he couldn't hold himself back any farther. And he said, you guys have got it all wrong. He said, I tell you that hanging upside down 40 feet above the the ground with just a tether... Hanging around your foot. Now that is a posture of prayer. <laughs> prayers are offered in many postures, many forms, many places. John Bunyan said this about prayer He said, The best prayers often have more groans than words. Mm. Edwin Keith said, Prayer. Is ex- exhaling the Spirit of man and inhaling the Spirit of God. As Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, so we also are following the example of Jesus in the Lord's Prayer. This morning we look at the second and the third petition of the Lord's prayer. "Your kingdom come, and then your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our redeemer. May these words be your words and for all that I don't speak this, O oh God. This morning, that you would fill in the gaps, that your holy and sacred word that comes out of the scriptures may be known to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, The phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Those first two petitions actually had the same object, on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's, it's, it's more like, "Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven; Your will be done on earth as in, as in heaven." There are two different re- requests. The first is a more general, encompassing uh, the kingdom of God that is and is to come. "Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven." The second is more personal. It's a more personal petition of the person who is praying that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in me. So we look first at the, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is teaching his disciples that before we pray for anything else, we pray for the coming of the kingdom. And this, this, this petition refers forward to the descriptions that we find in Revelation of that kingdom that is coming. Just a couple of those. Revelations 11, 15. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah. And then in verse twelve ten, in chapter 10, verse 12, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Messiah. Now, the revelation that comes from John in in these two passages are a present kingdom. He's not just looking forward to the perfection of the restoration of God's kingdom and the coming together of earth and heaven. He's talking about right now. Jesus is praying for what is happening now that began in his suffering on the cross in the victory of the empty tomb and that suffering and victory that continues today cuz it's it's not just something that has been but is here and now and it is our purpose pass it on. It is our purpose to pass it on. And so when we pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, it's a call to action. It's a call to action. And so often, you know, we pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And, 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 and we see those second and third petitions as something that God is doing. No, we are participating in in the second and third petitions of the Lord's Prayer. Not, and, not, and let me be clear here. Not only is Jesus referring to the fulfillment of the kingdom that is to come, but the, the transformation of earth to be God's kingdom. It is the coming together of heaven and earth. Jesus is praying for the empowerment of his followers to be kingdom builders. So, how many of us pray with confidence and hope for the kingdom of God that is both now and yet to be? Do we truly pray this prayer in anticipation of what is and is to come? N.T. Wright, in his book, Surprised by Hope, put it this way. Okay? And and I'm going to read it for you because it's just, it's, just right to the point. He says, what you do in the present by painting, preaching, singing, sewing, praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as yourself, will last into God's future. These activities are not simple ways of making the present life a little less beastly and a little more bearable. They are part of Of what we may call building for God's kingdom when we know the Savior and we pray the Savior's prayer we seek to connect the things of earth and the things of heaven Lord Jesus your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven The second petition is more personal. And it really more directly addresses our actions as followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, The Greek word thelema, which translates will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is more properly translated wish or desire. And, And it's typically used when someone is asking for that will. And then here's the other part. It is, it is more often used <laughs> to refer to a best offer. Your best offer, O oh God. Your best offer. When Jesus prays, it is a personal request. See, Jesus is praying that God will make known God's will for us as builders of the kingdom. And when we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're praying to become the person that God has created us to be. To be the person that God made us to be. And when we we concern ourselves with God... God's name, God's kingdom, and most of all, God's will, our needs will be met better than than any amount of concern for ourselves. What did Jesus say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And implied in this uh, request is, it is not just an alignment of our lives with God's will, but it is an alignment of our goals and actions to build God's kingdom on earth. Now, stick with me here, okay? Because to pray, "Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven," to use NT Wright's words, is to paint, to preach. To sing, to sow, to teach, to build, uh, to build hospitals, to dig wells, to campaign for justice, to write poems, to care for the needy, to love your neighbor as yourself, or anything else that God is leading us to do. It is a prayer for God to show us the action that God has put us about to do. It is to pray. Lord, send me to the person that you would have me to go. Give me the words that you would have me to speak. Help me to use my gifts and abilities for your kingdom in this world. Uh, one way to think about this, and one of the ways that I think is the, is the image of a compass, okay? Okay. Uh, the image of a compass, and and ask the question, is my ethical, social, vocational compass, which gives direction for my life, is it aligned with God's compass? Okay? Is my compass God's compass? And, And how can I make God's best offer, God's will, my life goal? It is to pray, Lord, get my will out of the way, of your will for your kingdom. Now, I, I, I know what you're saying and what you're thinking. Okay, John, you've kind of bored me with all of this theological stuff. You know, what does this mean for me? Easier said than done, right? That's why we pray so often. That's why the scriptures pr- call us to pray constantly. That's why the scriptures call us to worship and every seven days. That's why we are called to, to gather with God's people because this is not an easy task. This is not something just we, that comes natural to this human life. It's difficult because it's easy to ignore God's compass. We, we become like the old sailor. Who got repeatedly lost, and his friends would have to go out and rescue him. Because once he got beyond the, uh, beyond the side of the shore, he would just lose his way. And so they said, Why don't you use a compass? And he said, Never thought about using a compass. So they gave him a compass, showed him how to use it. He already knew, you know, and, and he gave him the compass. And he went out. As soon as he lost sight of the shore, he got lost again. called in radio they came out and found him and they were very frustrated with him and said didn't you use your compass and he said yes but as much as I tried I needed to go north and as much as I tried to make that needle go north it kept pointing southeast (laughs) so often like the old stubborn sailor we try to force our will onto God's compass, don't we? He was unaware of the benefit of the guidance that was there right before him. Let's make sure we don't treat God like the sailor. Let's make sure as we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. That we are praying specifically for those things that God is, that, that God might call us to do and to be and and I want to be totally honest with you there are times when change and transformation for me are frightening are, are they for you? They, they disturb the status quo they, they pull us out of our comfort zone as so when, when God answers my call uh, my, my prayer to To follow him, it comes sometimes with a radical change. It disturbs my my pattern. But when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. It comes with a purpose for our lives. We pray with the belief that God is going to bring all things together together. Not only in this world, but in the, not only in the next world, but in this world. Now you may also be asking, okay, it's, it's, I've prayed that prayer all my life. How else might I enrich your kingdom come, your will be done? Here's a couple of other phrases that you might add to the prayer God, move me to live in your presence. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Move me to live in your presence that I might feel you in every step that I take, that I might, that I might know of your presence in every conversation that I take. God, move me to know you. Lead me to those persons, to the, the study of Scripture, to, to, to the participation in worship so that I might come to know you more fully. And, and one of the things I want to say to those, particularly online, because all those in the room know this, that, that this church is a legacy of helping people dig deeper into their faith. And we have, we have those of all different commitment levels. But there is a, there is a process of growth that we support and that we, that we nurture of helping people dig deeper and not just get stuck in one place. God, move me to know you. And, and, and God, move me to be like you. In, in studying the Scriptures, what do we see in the Scriptures that, that, that let us know what God's nature is so that we may act in a way that is of, of, of God, so that we may, may know that when we think of God's ethical and moral and spiritual compass that we know what it means when it points north. God, move me to be like you. And finally, God, move me that I might serve you. And, And all of us are called to different kinds of service. We're all given different gifts, abilities, desires, and passions. But in this prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done... It, it is a prayer to that we might be shown the job that is before us. In closing, I want to go back to the Revelation passage and just a reminder of what we're working for. And just read a portion of what was read for you earlier. See, the home of God is among mortals, And he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. The passage reminds us where we're going and reminds us that this body is a sacred body. It is a sacred place. When this building was opened, it was consecrated with sacred prayers that this property would have a, 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 a sacred identity, that when we walk upon this property, it is different than every other property. And, 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 and I would hope that we would, we would pray those same prayers over our houses and over our businesses and over our schools, that we would expand the sacred places Of what Jesus Christ is doing in this world. It reminds us. That Jesus Christ has won the victory for us. This is the place. Where we find hope. To see dreams and glimpses of the future. This is the place. To come even when we don't know we need it. Hope is real. In a life full of trials and a world full of challenges, hope is real. When we are afraid and anxious and beat down by the narratives of this world, we know in this place that hope is real. In these days of instability and challenge, we need the presence and hope of our Savior because hope is real. We live in a cynical world. Some would even say a faithless world. Many question the relevance of our worship and prayers and the church's presence in this world. But let me tell you, hope is not up for debate in this place. It is not up for debate because hope is real. There will be those with false teaching... False promises, failed strategies based on the wisdom of this world. But in the hands of Jesus, there is no such thing as false hope. In the kingdom of God, hope is real. And with the help of God under the kingship of Jesus, following the divine hope that shall be victorious... Let us join our voices together and no matter what comes, proclaim our hope through Jesus Christ is real. So let us pray with confidence. Let us pray with anticipation. Let us pray with, uh, <laughs> with the promise to be, to be put to action as the army of God. Almighty Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as in heaven, make it so in me because I know you are making all things new.